In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... I really want to lose three pounds. Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. Diet starts tomorrow. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. I want to quit the gym. gym. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. With hosts Aileen Cooperman... Joey does a shampoo! ...and Sammy Fishbein. Whatever, I'm getting cheese fries. Hello, and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Sammy. I'm Aileen. And we're back. And this is a long-awaited episode for the audience. Aileen, do you want to tell? Do you want to tell everyone why? It's a long-awaited episode for me. Um, yes, if anybody follows me or does not follow me, I announced that I am pregnant on my Instagram and have been. Like I didn't just find out yesterday. I have been for a while now. <laughs> So yeah, it's been a lot. It's been really hard to keep it a secret from you guys. I mean, I told Sammy. <laughs> Sammy knew. It's been a really hard for me to keep it a secret from you guys too. Every I'm like, I'm like, oh, I could just slip. I haven't had that much difficulty since you I knew you were getting engaged and I almost asked you fifty-five times what you're gonna wear to get engaged. <laughs> I remember you told me that after, but that was like a shorter period of time to keep right, quiet. Right, it was like two weeks. Yeah. So yeah, that's we where we're at. So today we're going to go through all of that, give you guys the details. I found out the day the Mindy Kaling episode came out, that was like December 10th. So <laughs> I feel really bad. I've been deceiving you all. <laughs> I feel so bad. No, it's not just no, it's normal. It's totally normal. But just one thing before we before we start, we I we know that pregnancy can be a really sensitive topic, especially if people are trying to conceive or have had issues or or miscarried in the past. And so we do just want to sort of give up give a warning up front that we will be kind of talking about those things. So so if you think that that might make you uncomfortable, we encourage you to maybe skip this episode and we'll see you on Thursday. Thursday. Yes. Thank you for that. I, I totally, it's really important that we, you know, when I talk about it, I'm very, very sensitive to those who are, have a different, everybody has a different journey trying to get pregnant, getting pregnant, the whole pregnancy, like every, it's so personal. So yeah, we just want to be really sensitive to somebody having, you know, a different, a difficult time. And we know that that is a lot of women. So yeah. Yes. And don't worry, this won't With turn that. into a pregnancy podcast or anything. This is still about, you know, this is diet starts tomorrow. This isn't baby starts tomorrow. So we may have another, we may have another space for that, but don't worry anyone. Like you don't have to worry about me for a little bit. So just giving you my reassurances. This will not become baby podcast. Okay. So you were talking about journeys. Can you we we must know what was your journey to to now like how are you feeling what you know yeah you you tell okay me. well first of all i just want just going back to the whole me deceiving everyone i do feel really bad like every all of these big episodes i, I what do you want me to do i just feel bad all these big episodes like when we You're were starting mom guilt way too early i know i'm guilting myself but okay the resolutions episode i feel so bad i told everybody i was planning to have kids but i was pregnant at the time but that said i was you were planning to have kids exactly i was um <laughs> nervous like the first trimester like I, I we I asked a bunch of you guys like some questions and I grouped it based on like the most popular questions there were so fucking many and um a lot has to do with like mental health in the first trimester it's a really really nerve-wracking time I just so I just came out of the first trimester and like me currently now not like whatever. Yeah. So I'm feeling finally better today, but I've had a really rough first trimester physically. Like it's been like Kate Middleton. Well, I don't know. I don't have hyperemesis. I don't have a hyperemesis, but I was scared that I did for a long period of time. And 
I can go over the details first. Also, I'll give you guys a warning if we're about to talk about throwing up so you can skip if that makes you grossed out. But that is a fucking reality that people do not tell you. They're just like, you know, you just feel kind of nauseous or, you know, you just you just feel hung over all the time. While all of those things are true, you might also have a completely different experience. Okay, warning, talking about throw up. I was throwing up like, Every single, I've thrown up every single day for the past, since December, like maybe 25th, since Christmas. Every single day I've thrown up, m- sometimes more than once. And it's, it's not like a, a casual, fun one. It was bad. Like my, I thought my eye sockets were going to come out. And the funniest part, okay, so we, you know, when we did Tracy's episode, yeah, I, you guys, I like came on like sort of crying, but I wasn't crying because like five minutes before that five minutes, I was like, oh, hunched over the toilet <laughs> and I'm coming on and Tracy's like, are you OK? You know, like, I'm fine, you know, just feeling a little sensitive today. <laughs> but I just want to say that, like, it's normal, but. I was very scared. My mom, thankfully, has been a saving grace. She's an OBGYN. Um, she well, she retired from OB a couple years ago, but she's been an OBGYN her whole career. And she is very reassuring to me because I'm like, I do I need to go to the hospital? I can't keep anything down. She's like, that is the case. If you can't keep anything down, you do need fluids. But um, right now, you don't need them based on what you're telling me. So she was just kind of keeping me Calm. But I am very excited and happy to say that I have not thrown up in a couple of days. <laughs> Knock on wood. Um, and I worked out for the first time today in a really long time. A really long time. Question. Um, yeah. I'm kind of okay. I have a few questions. One is that I'm surprised that you people didn't tell you about the throw up thing because I feel like that's like the one thing I know. No, it's I I knew it, it's not it's not that you don't know it. I guess you have to experience to know the experience because yeah. like I heard like people, oh, it's morning sickness. You throw up. Oh, actually, morning sickness is through the day. But it, nobody like says that it's like also very emotional. Like it's not just, oh, you puked and, he's, you know, wipe your mouth with a little tissue and you just go on with your day. It's like physically debilitating, like. Like I was one day, like throw up three times in a day. And at the end of the day, I was just hysterically crying to the point where I was started hysterically laughing because I was crying for like 10 minutes. and I couldn't stop crying because it was such it was like more. So I was just like so overwhelmed. I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is too much on my body. But but so on that note, like there's all this stuff with like prenatals that cause nausea so it's like just very overwhelming. <laughs> can, can I ask you another question that's it's a little less like totally. factual, but you know how you, you say you feel like you've been deceiving people, but like it's very normal not to announce your pregnancy until you're out of the first trimester. Like people are superstitious about that. Like, so, okay. And that's obviously a very common thing. And especially when it comes to women who are having trouble conceiving or they conceive and they miscarry. Why? Do you think people are so quiet about it at the time when they need a ton of support, where if the pregnancy does not carry through, they probably need even more support because they're literally grieving? Why is it why is it so important to keep a a pregnancy secret? Like, I don't get it. I was in a camp of like, you should this is the time you need support. You should tell people and like tell as many people so that like when when some if something were to happen, you would have exactly what you just said. And then you are pregnant. And because it's so the first trimester, the chances of something happening are so high, like they're so high. And the anxiety is so intense that you don't know you can't feel the baby, right? The only sim, the only way that you know that you are, you are still pregnant is if you're feeling symptoms. So you have anxiety, right? About that period. Telling people, I agree. You should, I, I think telling your close family and close friends is important because those are the people 
that will will be there to support you if something happened. The scary part is telling a lot of people, like uh, whether you're announcing the public, Instagram, yeah, uh, people that you don't necessarily know. Not that everybody, but like as Jared says, everybody has some sort of following, like friends from high school, whoever's following yeah. you. Like that's first of all, yes, yeah, superstition. But those people, you then feel the responsibility to have to tell them that you're not pregnant anymore if somewhere something were to happen. Whereas then it's no longer like your control. They didn't need to know. Originally, they don't need to know if something were to happen, you know. But I do feel strongly that you should share it with the people that you feel like you won't be judged about anything that I don't want to go into details of all of the different ways in which a miscarriage can happen. But it's not necessarily always like it just happens. Miscarriages are always sometimes like you may have to terminate it because of something that you your doctor tells you is you have an inviolable whatever and you have to terminate it. And maybe somebody might judge you for that. Like there's so many different avenues to go and you don't need to explain that to everybody. That's the long kind of form answer. And that's why I only told I told my parents and Rusty's parents like the day we found out and I told basically my closest friends like I told you kind of within a, a month or two months right I think I think so I think it was like within a no earlier no it was pretty early like 3 weeks with anybody like that I interact with on a day to day that should know. So that also was important. But I also know you guys would be my support system if something were to happen. And I would tell you anyway, if something were to happen. So that's kind of where, why right. that's the case. Yeah, I think that's probably smart. I see like once like people who you didn't tell directly, like you didn't text them once they are, once the information's in their hands that like it feels a little bit it sort of reminds me like in in uh in the movie Doubt when they're just they're describing the feathers going out in the winds like gossip. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> like, not, yeah, it's like not even gossip, it's like you you get to you get to control when you want to tell someone something. Like say I have a a friend that I still tell things to, but I don't necessarily talk to them every day. That I, they would be someone I would tell if in case I had a miscarriage, but I would want to be able to own when I get to share that story with them if something were to happen because it's still an emotional thing. You need to process that, right? Right. So I think it's it's like it's that plus superstition is real. Yeah. No, I think superstition is real. Like I'm totally in that camp of like no baby shower, like none of that. I'm hi I'm highly super. I, I that's like my biggest fear around pregnancy is like some problem. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages and you scoop it and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties and they j'adore it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. A lot of people asked about like mental health. We're yeah. kind of we're kind of there. So, how are you feeling just not physically but emotionally? 
Yeah. A lot of people asked about mental health. A lot of people asked about like all of the fears associated with it. Um, Do you want to also talk about like how body image is sort of like playing a role in your mental health as well? Well, okay. So body image is like a whole, that, that question got asked the most. It was like 50% of questions is about, that tells you a lot about where, where everyone's heads are at. Yeah. Is about weight gain, being afraid of weight gain, being comfortable with your body. So like also all of these last episodes where we talked about that, like intuitive eating, like when I had two bowls of pasta on Shay Mitchell's episode, guys, like I was, because I was like so fucking sick. I was like, I need two bowls of pasta. But the fact that I was like, so I texted you even about it before. I was like, so worried about like that. It's bad to eat till, you know, but even though and you were like, Aileen, you're pregnant. I'm like, yeah, but you shouldn't eat too. And then I was like, okay, I'm proud of my, exactly. Please. I'm eating two bowls of pasta straight up. But, but that, but speaking of like weight gain, I'll, I'll go to mental health after. I think we should talk okay, about okay. The body image stuff because that part is. That is mental health in a lot of ways. Well, for us. <laughs> no, it, yeah, for us. Because it's the whole pregnancy. The first thing you hear is about weight gain guidelines. Your doctor weighs you when you go to the office. You're, you, you're told you're immediately starting to gain weight. Like they tell you if you Google anything or any of those apps, they tell you, you should start eating. You only should be, you shouldn't be eating for two. That's a myth. You should start adding 300 extra calories a day. And it's in your second trimester. And there for, per your BMI, there is a scale of how much weight you should gain. Okay. okay. That's Whatever. what they tell you. Per your BMI, that's also like kind of vague. Right. But that is everywhere. That is everywhere. That is the minute you get pregnant, that is everywhere. And for someone like me, <laughs> it is, and a lot of us, that is a massive, massive struggle. I also, it makes me feel like I told our friend Julia the other day, we were talking and she said that like this, the, the weight recommendations are kind of bullshit. Yeah, because clearly, like they're made in like 1975. I'm sure. <laughs> I I don't know that for not a fact. Really though, but not really. No, they're not. Like a doctor will still tell you that to this day because if you it could contribute to a more difficult delivery if you gain too much weight, and it could lead to other things. I don't want to go into the science of it. We were. I would like to speak to a doctor with you guys to talk about that stuff. But that said, the first trimester, you don't want to eat anything but carbs. I, everything made me sick. I was like the thought of chicken, salads, a fucking cucumber. I wanted to die. <laughs> it was just, it made me want to gag. I was eating bagels all day. Someday I ate bagels twice a day. I would wake up at 4 a.m. and the first thing I wanted was a bagel. So I texted you once. I was like, it's 12 yeah. p.m. I've had my third bagel of the day. In my head, I'm like, this is what I my body needs. But it, in my head, I also hear, mm, you shouldn't be gaining like how much, this, here are your weight guidelines in the back of my, my head. You can't gain that weight. Gestational diabetes, like fucking, then I see like Kim Kardashian's cankles in my head. Like I just see all, all of it yeah. at the same time. And I, I, I can't even tell you how hard it is to deal with it in the beginning. That was, that was the hardest thing. I was really struggling with body image because you also don't look really pregnant. You don't like look like a, like I have a little bump now and <laughs> I look in the mirror sometimes, you know, when you're like, you're younger or I, I did it even before I was pregnant, you just stand in the mirror and you blow out. Yeah. And you're like, this so you is what I would look like if I had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I do that still. And I'm like, I could, <laughs> this could just be me. <laughs> Somebody even also commented, like, I, I, I wrote it down. She was like, this is what she wanted to talk about, bumps. Like, petite influencers know when their bumps pop, but I can't tell if mine is just belly fat, LOL. Oh, my gosh. I, I think about that, like, all the time. I'm like, what bump? It's just going to look like I gained a it's, lot of weight. Like, yes, there's not going to be a bump. Just like a big belly. It's just going to be, like, a large human. Yeah, <laughs> like, and just, I, would, I knew I was never going to be the one to, like, have this, like, oh, Cute, cute bump, bump. And like, you can't see that you're pregnant from oh my the back. God. Like you I know, have 360. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, you know what we should have? Like, you know how there's like, we should take back. Not, I mean, I'm not pregnant, obviously, but we should take back not cute bumps. But I feel like there needs to be like a not cute bump 
club just big belly bitches (laughs) yeah like like everyone's wanting this cute bump i feel like there needs to be some empowerment for like the ladies who are never gonna get there because it's just not who they are but who's to say that our bellies aren't cute too (laughs) you know well you know okay but i'm saying i'm saying like what people call the cute bump which is just like a perfectly round basketball and your arms are the exact same as they were before so are your legs yeah it's just like slightly mushy like that's the difference like for a girl who has very little body fat she will have a very hard stomach right whereas one who doesn't it's a little bit mushier (laughs) think of it like extra protection like your baby has your baby's wearing like elbow pads (laughs) it's your stomach so that is been a real real struggle and a lot of women wrote in like a lot of guys to um 27 weeks and struggling with all the changes how how has fear of gaining weight translated to being pregnant pregnancy weight gain this one has really messed with my head has it been hard to let go of losing weight instead of embracing the inevitable weight gain another one fear of not bouncing back asap literally All of those things that I just listed are running through my head at the exact same time, (laughs) all the time, more so before than right now. Those things are running through your head, making your pregnancy the, the source of the problem. The source of the problem is not your pregnancy. The source of the problem is that any of that matters to anybody. Like if your body feels that it needs to be to gain weight, to like sustain a pregnancy, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but like, I just feel like it's kind of ridiculous. And I know a lot of women who can't get pregnant because they are, they don't weigh enough. So no, yeah. I 100% agree. Just because I'm saying they run through my head doesn't mean that I'm listening to it. I'm just saying that it's in my head because yeah. it's just louder. It's not like you get to gain weight on your own, you know, your own like journey where it's like, I, you know, it's just, it's happening and I have to let it happen. And it's important. You don't go on any diet or anything when you're pregnant because you need to give your baby nutrients and you need to add, like you need to add all those extra calories. So it's just, it's just a kind of a little bit of a mind fuck. If you come from a place of like disordered eating. Yeah. I am very, very grateful. And like I've said, you got to you guys a long time ago. Like I, the reason why I even like started even seeing a therapist a long ass time ago, not even Elise was because I wanted to get my eating disordered eating my mind, like brain in the right direction for having kids. I was like, I don't want to mess. If I have a girl, I don't want to mess her with her fucking head. So even boys, I don't want to mess with their heads. So I need to get my head straight so that I doesn't permeate into my children's problems. And here we are (laughs) years later. And I feel very grateful that I've made so much progress, like with my disordered eating and my intuitive eating. And um, I feel like even though it's running through my head, because I, you can't get rid of it. You really can't you, it comes. But the fact that I'm just kind of okay with it and I'm just now embracing this body and I'm appreciative of like the fact that it's it's healthy and it's growing this kid. And anytime I talk to a doctor, they're like, you're, you're so nice. You're like, you're, you're healthy, like good blood pressure. And it's like, oh, thank you, thank you. I do have to say how important it is to have a good doctor that um, makes you feel not judged. I had a really, really shitty experience <laughs> with an OBGYN and I had, I just switched my OBGYN. And that is one of the harder things also I have to say, because you can't tell people you're pregnant, but you also have to find an OBGYN that you like. So not all, not every GYN that you have is an OB. Not every GYN that you might be seeing is the right one for your, that you might like. You just go and you're like, all right, she's fine. But they might not be like the right connection because you have like now this like emotional journey. And I do have to say that's one of the hardest things was like trying to find the right one. And I finally did. And I'm very, I had my first meeting with her. We had a telehealth appointment first and she made me feel so cared for. <laughs> it was such a nice non-judgmental appointment. 
I was just like, ever this is this is I was like, this this woman is why I wanted to be a doctor in the first place. I was like, this is so nice. So I just want to say, if you don't like your doctor, you feel judged, it's not normal. It's normal to feel that way, and it's okay to look for someone else. They won't be offended. So Yeah, I do think that is very important. Like you're trusting not just your life, but your baby's life. And you're obviously stress is a huge thing in pregnancy. Like it gets passed on. So you want to, you definitely don't, doctor's appointments are stressful in general. So you definitely don't want to add to it by disliking your doctor. Uh, Absolutely. So that was like a big stress. And I just like, you know, it's like one thing that you're just like kicking. I was like, okay, I got this done. Next, next, next. And I have to say talking, let's talk about the mental health because a lot of people ask about fears and all of that, like terrified of breastfeeding and oh yeah, what's going to happen there. And um, I just had a friend tell me something interesting about breastfeeding. She's like, I'm not breastfeeding because I don't want to. And she's just like, I, she's like, I don't want to make anything harder for myself. This is already going to be hard. I don't want to be tied to the source, tied as the nutrient source and have to pump every two hours. And I'm just not breastfeeding. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. You're not even pretending to try. Like everyone <laughs> makes you, you know, like, like I love, no, I was so happy because I was like, oh, great. So maybe I can do that too. Like, because she was just like, I'm just not. The option's like, there. Right. She, and I, I had never heard anyone say that, like, I'm not doing it because I don't want to. I've only ever heard people be like, I couldn't. So I felt really bad about it. And I tried or didn't work. So we're not doing it. Yeah, like that. I, that's the that's the only thing I ever heard. It's it's like pretty amazing that she has like the the bravery because the amount of mom shaming there is, especially around breastfeeding, is incredible. And the amount of women, like we have our amazing Betches Moms account, the amount of women that talk about the shaming that they get for this specific reason is overwhelming. And it's not the, the it's not that we get a lot of people saying like, they're the shamers, they're the recipients of the shame and they realize how much of it, it goes on in all these Facebook groups and blah, 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 blah. And it's like pretty remarkable how it's still, despite all the people that are like anti-mom shaming, there's still so many out there and it's pretty fucked up. So they people mom shame. I don't even think they necessarily need to do it, but I think they do it because they need to feel like they're doing okay. And if they see something that's different, yeah, it almost feels like, well, then that must mean mine's bad. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But anyway, it's out there. And in terms of like fears, I have to say the anxiety around like the first trimester and like that fear is so high. And staying calm is what they say you need to do is like be zen. Meanwhile, I'm like fucking working my ass off, like stressed all the time because of work on top of the stress of being pregnant on top of throwing up all the time. Oh, I'm supposed to just like fucking meditate all day. (laughs) Like, I don't understand how people who have been throwing up like I was were in the fucking office all the time. Like, Power, I have so much appreciation for mothers and women and just like I praise the ground they walk on. So I'm sure that feeling is going to continue as I get through every stage and realize, holy shit, like this person has been working while people work in the office while feeling X, Y, Z. Like plus pandemic moms like. Like, you see how many times I leave the freaking Zoom to, like, go get my dog? Like, you know what I mean? Like, imagine a kid that's, like, screaming. I mean, I'm sure lots of people listening can imagine it. Maybe it's even happening to them right now. I know. I know. It's so – I have a great appreciation for that. And just – so, like, there's that – so there's the anxiety of, like, the current – but then there's like all of the the fears that I – I talked to Elise about this. I was like, I'm so – I'm stressed about – Beyond, I'm worried about like the actual birth. I'm worried about breastfeeding and I'm worried about postpartum depression. I'm worried about like like health of me, a baby. On top of all of those really important things, I'm worried about like weight gain. Am I supposed to go on a diet afterwards? Like, mm. how am I supposed to lose it? You know, like I shared that on Tracy's episode and all of that. And I was like, here, here's what I'm thinking. And she was like, you're doing a lot of future thinking. And that is a, that is a form of like a way to give you more stress. You need to stay present as much as you can. Yeah. You need to plan ahead, but not from a place of fear. 
And so like, that's been sort of keeping me reined in for as much as I can, because one of the questions was, are you terrified? (laughs) And the answer is yes, I'm terrified, but I am trying to stay as like present and calm and, you know, grateful each day as much like very, very proactive, like proactive. What is the word? Not gratuity. Graciousness, gratitude, gratitude, (laughs) gratuity. Yeah. I never get that word right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's scary, man. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. You talked about how like today was your first workout. Yeah. How are you feeling activity-wise? Because you're not feeling well and like... No, I didn't work out. I haven't worked out. I like could barely get up get uh, some walking. I did some walking. There are periods of where I was like complete hermit. I couldn't, I, you know, you, you, you know, like when you stop working out, you just can't get yourself to work out. No, it's literally like you are stuck to the chair. Like but, you're yeah. stuck. But then on top of that, you don't have like very low energy levels. Like I went for the other day, I went for like a long walk with Rusty and I, it was like an hour. Winded? I can't, it's not even winded. You feel like you have a massive hangover like massive hangover. Like, I'm like, this isn't even fair. I didn't drink anything. I'm like, I have no energy. It's drained from my body. (laughs) I also, I also feel like part of that is because we both like, I mean, some people continue working out in quarantine, but I feel like we sort of like lowered our stamina and that definite, like you're starting from like, let's say you had gotten pregnant while we were not in the pandemic and you were like doing your normal level of activity. You might not be. I mean, maybe. I don't no, know. No, I went to Live Method the day before I found out I was pregnant. I was like, I was working out. I was on the Peloton like every other day. Oh, I guess you were. And I stopped. I, yeah, I, you know, I like working out. I stopped. Um, I stopped when I like had no energy. I was throwing up. I felt disgusting. Like, I just felt like you also just feel gross. Like, Rusty's like, oh, um, Aileen, like, kind of smell like puke <laughs> and oh. I'm like and I'm like he, he's just trying to be so nice I was like oh okay I'll go use mouthwash again it's just, he's like it's okay like don't worry yeah it's just like he's like well maybe I think it might be just coming off of you oh my gosh like, yeah <laughs> it's just it's just reality like I'm finally not starting to feel like that gross and I feel finally a little bit better but i gotta tell you like the energy levels are so low the food aversions are crazy like what are you averse to other than like meat and and salad it was like anything opening my refrigerator made me gag like the smell of like food in a refrigerator was just like oh my so God. interesting so interesting how everyone has their own like weird things and like- it changed every day i was like the idea of a leftover, I had to run to the bathroom. It was like brushing your teeth makes you gag. Like it's, it's really, it's really insane. How, how 
all of a sudden this starts happening. Like it didn't happen before. And all of a sudden it's like this overwhelming thing that takes over. You're just like, oh, now I can't eat. <laughs> do, do you miss, um? do you miss like sushi and drinking or do you just feel too like gross to care? No, I like, I smell Rusty's out of drinks. <laughs> I will like sniff. I was, like, you want, you want to drink. Oh, well, wow. No, I don't. Now, I, yeah. I, I mean, I get, I get jealous. <laughs> I was like, that wine smells so good. But I, but overall, I don't want to drink. Of course, like, I don't want a, like a drink. I'm not like trying, like jonesing and crying over it. But I like do miss, uh, you guys, I love drinking. So I like do miss the experience of having a few glasses of wine or a martini. And the saddest part is the last drink I had was um, that like shitty ass martini I made at home. <laughs> Do you remember that? Rusty <laughs> and I decided to make martinis. I was like, that's the last drink I, I had before I found out. And oh, and it was so bad, you said. It was right. so bad. It was gross. It was so funny. But yeah, um, I do miss it. And sushi, yeah, I miss like raw fish 100%. I don't like cooked fish that much. So it's, and you're supposed to eat fucking cooked fish. Not all of them. But like Maybe salmon. just like skip the fish. Do you have to? Well, it's just good for you. It's like you you need to eat the things that are good for you for the bebe. Like you right. need to eat nutritious foods. It's not just like for the sake of health, but it's for the sake of like just growing a human. Like <laughs> it's that the in the beginning, I have to say, the biggest mindfuck was the idea that like your body is programmed to just grow a baby like yeah as if I was I was just telling my I was telling my dad about that because he's like into like sci-fi I was he I was like this it's just um I I feel like it's mind-blowing because in the beginning it's not like it just goes from like you know fertilization to all of a sudden there's a baby in there there are stages of when it looks like a weird tadpole alien (laughs) like with like fucking you know like yeah <laughs> a goo a goo piece yeah, like gills like it's like an <laughs> amphibian like aquaman in your body and it's just i was i said it to my dad he's like it's as if we're programmed <laughs> like like robots and i'm like we it is compute it it's sort of like that like as if like a computer has been plugged into like the, the program started going and it's just rolling with it and it just happens and you don't need to do anything for it to happen. It just goes. And right. that part was so, talk about mental health. That part was like just spinning my brain. I was like Googling as much as I can. And that's another thing that in terms of mental health, people say like, don't go down Google rabbit holes because you want to know everything. But Google only brings you fear. And <laughs> I was like trying to find videos of it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I need to see the tadpole. It was just really, it was a lot. It was funny, but it yeah. was a lot. So I felt like relieved when it sort of looked like a little baby. You know, I was like, oh, right. When it, right, right. When it was no longer like when it a was blob. like no like water gerbil, you know? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like that part is just so fucking weird. But it's weird that like a water gerbil becomes like you and me. It is. We are former so water gerbils. Weird that we that humans are grown as if it's a plant and it needs to be watered. It is so weird that it starts off as a seed and gets watered and just grows. Like that to me is so weird. I can't. I still obviously you guys can hear it. I still can't really get over it. <laughs> but it's a mind fuck. It's a mat. It's amazing. Biology is fucking incredible also a reason why i loved science but it's 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 almost we can't comprehend it like i can't it's very difficult but well it's really amazing how many like things have to go just right well speaking of that a lot of the questions were about like the trying to conceive journey and um like going off birth control and all of that um, and I can share that if people feel comfortable or don't feel comfortable. Fast forward, if you don't want to hear this part, I get it. In the beginning, so I went off birth. I had a birth control that I was on for a very long time, like years. And I never got my period on it. 
And so I went to the, I went to the gyno like a long time ago. And she, I told, she was like, oh, anything new? I was like, you know, maybe Rusty and I will think about having a kid in this year, at the end of this year, maybe. And she was like, oh, well. <laughs> then she went into like high gear. She's like, you might want to think about genetic testing and this, you might, you want to get off birth control like three months before um, you want to start conceiving so that you can get your period back to see if there's anything like issues there. And have you thought about X, Y, Z, 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 Z? And I was just like, <laughs> No. <laughs> no, no, no. So I was like, hold on, let me take my notes app out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like not ready for all the notes I had to start taking. And so I like downloaded a period tracker and I like counted when I'm supposed to go off my period. So I went off of it like in the summer, early summer. And I, um, yeah, just waited to get my period and I got it. And I was very happy about that. I felt like, okay, this is one step in the right direction. And then I monitored it for a few couple months. And then I was like kind of okay with having un unprotected sex during that time, but things weren't happening. I like, I wasn't like actively trying. I was like, okay, I'm ovulating TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but <laughs> which is something that did end up happening. So I was like, so a few months of like nothing really happening. I was marking it down in this app. I downloaded Flow. And then one month, the month of like maybe two months. So it was like four months about that. We kind of like were doing it like for real. Of, of trying to, trying to like do it on the right days. Sort of like I was writing it right. down and I was like, okay, let's get like, I was like, okay, this is, this is the week where I could be like <laughs> you know, extra. And um, so on the last month, like November, which is when we got pregnant, I like was really on. I was like, okay, we need to do X, Y, Z. I had a conversation with my mom. I was, I, I had this like really uncomfortable conversation with my mom about, I was like, so you need to talk to me about like ovulating. When does it happen? Like, can you explain? And she was like, okay. She's like, gloves off. I'm ready. Yeah. This is the sex conversation we're about to have. She's like, you need to have unprotected sex on days 12, four, wait, was it? 12, 14, and 16 is what you told me. Okay, 12, 14, and 16, because you need to catch the egg when it drops. No one really has a very predictable um, like ovulation schedule unless your period is so, so regular. And I didn't know if it was regular. I only just got it like for the first time. <laughs> I just got my period. It's middle school. And we did it on those days. And I was like checking to see if I was pregnant and kept saying no. And I really felt like shit. And, oh, and so we did it on mo like those days kind of. And then also like another day a little bit later when it was out of the window on the app. Uh -huh. And it was, um, this is, this is very detailed guys. I don't, I didn't, wasn't expecting to go so into this, but I feel like, yeah, we're here. But, <laughs> but then I it kept saying negative. It kept saying negative, And I was like, okay, well, I have faced reality that this is going to be difficult for me. Like that. It was like, okay. Like, you know, it's keep saying it's not going to happen this month. And so then like a couple days later on the fucking day of ha first night of Hanukkah, the miracle of light, <laughs> miracle of Hanukkah. Yeah. And that morning I just, just like, let me just check one more time. And it said it, it was positive. And I just broke down hysterically crying. I was so happy. I was like, this can't be true. I went to CVS. I got more tests. <laughs> I did all of the things in like the movies. And I like, it, it said it. And I was like, how is this even possible? Because it was like, it must've been from the day that we did it the outside of the window. And based on like also having gone to the doctor, she's like, based on your, the first, they measure your pregnancy from the first day of your last period. Uh -huh. But then they also measure the size of like, once you get your first ultrasound, they measure the size of like your, I call it the gestational sac. <laughs> so like, there's no baby there yet, but it's like, it's getting, it's growing. It's, it's turning into an alien. And like my duty, I was one week behind what I was supposed to be based on my last missed period. So there was also a week of time where I thought that like, okay, this baby's not growing where it's supposed to grow. And this is going to be, I have, I think I'm going to lose this pregnancy too. Like there was also a week of that. 
And I remember that time when we had a, a call, when we were talking, I was like, my mom is calling me. I gotta go. Yes. And you called. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. That's when I knew you were pregnant. That before you told me, that's when I knew you were pregnant. I was like, she's pregnant. That call is about a pregnancy that she's not going to like do that for anything else. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, but by the way, my mom was, I, my mom was like, can I do your first scan? I know it might be awkward, but can I do your first scan? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and oh. it was such a nice, I thought it was going to be, I was like, please just don't look. <laughs> when I was, <laughs> She's like, Aileen, it's fine. And, um, it was such a nice moment actually. And cause she does it. She's a doctor, you know, she does it all yeah. the time. And it was really such a nice moment when she saw that like the results were okay. But the, the first time we did it too early and she sent me to get like a blood test. And so when she called me that day, she was telling me that the results are fine because this whole week before I was like, it's right. not, it's not going to, you know, I'm just going to have to face it. This, um, you know, and that was also like so stressful, but that was kind of the the process of it happening. And every day since that day, I was like so scared. I was like, I, you could lose it any day. You don't know if you do. And it's just reality. Like this happens no matter what. This happens so to many women. And yeah. were you, when it was taking you like four months, were you like worried that you like wouldn't be able to get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. The, I was really, I, I was like, okay, I know that it can take a while. It could also take years. Uh, I was talking to a girl who was trying for three years and she finally got pregnant. Um, there is, it's just, it's a huge spectrum. Right. It, it's scary, but it's something you face. I got a panorama test. So first you have to get this ultra screen test, which it, it like tests for certain um, like trisomy and uh, various different like chromosomal like errors. And um, so you do that test. And then there's also a supplementary test that you could do. That's a blood test that all, that kind of covers the same thing, but it does it in a different way, but it also tells you the sex of the baby. So that's what I did. And also waiting to get those results are very fucking nerve wracking too, because it's a lot of results you're waiting for. It's very, yeah. It's another thing. And yeah. then also like, if you find out the results of that, like low risk, high risk, then you could also go further and take and do um, more invasive genetic testing. And they ch check the panel of your, the entire, the baby's entire DNA. And it's just, there's a lot. And I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this shit. Like they just don't like, they just keep it hush hush. And I would really like for people to start talking about it a little bit and normalizing yeah, really like decisions women have to make. And on top of that, COVID is this big cloud. It's like you, you want to, you, you can like, normally you can go out and do a bunch of stuff and go get your nails done and, and get some like, you know, self-care or bullshit, bullshit, have a baby moon, like, you know, but it's like you can't see anybody. <laughs> I have yeah. to wear a mat. Like I can't, you know, it's 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 that and on top of the fear because your your immune system is highly suppressed as when you're pregnant and it really exposes you. It doesn't expose the baby from COVID, exposes you from getting the chances of you getting sick are higher. I know a girl who got COVID and is pregnant, but she had mild symptoms and everything was okay, thank God. But and my doctor told me to get like that, that happens a lot. And it's so scary. Like that fear on top of all the other fucking anxiety I mentioned is real. And it's scary. So I, for a lot of women who are listening, we're, we here for you. I'm here yeah. for you. Two girls messaged me saying that they also found out they were pregnant on the day the Mindy Kaling episode came out. Isn't that so funny? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a big day. It's Mindy. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think there's so much that, like, there's so many scary elements that are all so important. Like, what you're saying about the genetic testing, like, I'm getting a pit in my stomach thinking about, like, oh, like, you could be so happy you're pregnant and then you're, like, you have to just see what happens there. And, like, it's just there's so many things that could go wrong. And that's before the kids even, like, before you even have a delivery. And it's like, drawn out for nine months. 
40 weeks, nine months, four, nine months isn't 40 weeks. It's 40 weeks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and it's longer and it's drawn out that, that like anxiety is so drawn. And the other thing is like, you don't, like I was saying, you don't start to feel the baby at like till 20 weeks, right? About. So from that time when you stop feeling, let's say nauseous, if you, if you are lucky to stop feeling that way to the time when you start to feel the baby, you have no, there's no sign that things are okay or not okay. And there's anxiety there. And it's just, and it's no longer just worrying for yourself. It's like worrying for this the, the Aquaman growing <laughs> inside of you. And it's, it's just so much is crazy. And I just want to add one question that we, we got, which was, is not one question. We had this question asked many, many times. And it was, any chance there's going to be a mom's pod, Betcha's mom's podcast coming. And I'm very excited to share that there will be. And I will be hosting with um, our amazing, amazing art director, Brittany, who is also the brains behind our Betcha's mom's account. And we are launching that in April. And Huge announcement because this has been a long time coming and we're really excited to share that. And she's pregnant too with her second kid. It's crazy. And we will continue to keep you updated. But as we promised, this is not going to become a pregnancy podcast. That's why we have the Betcha's Moms podcast. Exactly. It's going to launch and you can listen to that. But um, we will do check-ins, obviously, since like there's a lot to talk about when it comes to body image and mental health especially around pregnancy. And I'm sure there are a lot of pregnant listeners as well. So yeah. And intuitive eating and all of that. And then, oh my God, (laughs) I'm like out of breath from this episode. Yeah. (laughs) So much, but I feel a huge relief being able to talk about it because like I said, like nobody like talks about it that much. You don't, you don't really hear the details of, of any of this. And it's, and, and it is such a mystery like pregnancy is such a mystery. Having a baby is such a mystery. You only see all the positive, cute fucking gender reveals and all that shit on Instagram, the pregnancy announcements. It's all cute and tailored, but you don't hear the stuff that's that's real. And that's also why we wanted to start this podcast and why I really felt comfortable sharing with you guys. I feel like it's a safe space. Don't judge me for any of my decisions, please. And um, that is it. <laughs> And yeah, so if you guys have any questions about anything that I shared, you can email dst at betches.com. You can DM me at Aileen. You can also ask Sammy a bunch of questions at Sammy. You can follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow. And please rate, review, subscribe if you listen on iTunes. And if you are just a Spotify stan, you can just click follow on the Spotify page. That'll do us such a huge... good. Just you know, do your, do, give, do, do your mitzvah, you know, <laughs> that, that could be your mitzvah of the, by following us on Spotify, just follow us on Spotify. Give us a subscribe. No need to fast on Yom Kippur. Just follow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, if we're going on the miracle of Hanukkah, that's, that's the theme of the episode. <laughs> the miracle a of life. A, wait, a Maca baby's got to do what a Maca baby's got to do. If anybody knows what that's from, you're awesome. All right, guys. This has been fun, and we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Betches.